0: When Timor-Leste became the first new independent nation of the 21st century in 2002, after a quarter of a century of Indonesian occupation, it was one of the poorest countries in the world and with an overwhelmingly young population. So education was a top priority. Dr Dulce de Jesus Suarez has played a major part in the development of Timor-Leste's education system over the last 10 years. First as Vice Minister of Basic and Primary Education and then as Minister for Education, Youth and Sports. That followed years of work in the field, first as an English teacher, then as a National Program Officer for UNICEF, where Dulce helped establish a National Commission of Children's Rights. Dulce is currently Education Advisor to President Jose Ramos-Horta, and in September 2022, she was awarded an honorary doctorate by Victoria University for her significant contributions to the well-being of children, women, families, and communities in Timor-Leste. Dulce de Jesus Suarez, welcome to The Year That Made Me.
1: Thank you. Good morning.
0: It's great to be speaking with you, Dulcy. Uh You were born in 1967. Could you tell us a little bit about where you were born and your, your childhood and your family?
1: Oh, Thank you very much. First of all, I was born in a municipality called Bobonaru. This is a place where five Australian journalists were killed in mm-hmm. 1975. It's the place called Balibo, but I was born in a different sub-district of Bobonaru in 1967 in a very remote area where my father was a Catholic teacher in a Catholic school in that place. So that place is very isolated from the community, only schools and the church and only house of the teachers. And because that school is only for boys, then I have to move. When I was six years old, I have to move to stay with my grandma and grandpa to start my primary school in that place, which is not very nice because you're very Mm. little, but that's the reality. And I did my... Grade one and grade two, and when Indonesia invaded our country in 1975, we have to move to Balibo and I continue my study there again. And then you move to Indonesia, language, so it was very difficult. And then when I reached my secondary high school, again, I have to move to Dili, because in that municipality, there was no uh, high school at that time.
0: Dulce, what was education like for a young person growing up in indonesian occupied East Timor?
1: For us, even though we went through very difficult situation, but education for all Timorese education is very important. We went around find a school where we can study, and like myself, I was very lucky when I finished my high school in in Gili, At the time, the Indonesian government also provided scholarship to young Timorese, and then I was one of them was uh, was selected, and then I continue my education in University Udayana in Bali, then pasar. And I finished my first degree in Indonesia.
0: You mentioned, Dulcie, that your father was a teacher as well. So perhaps it ran in the family, but you you earned the teaching degree. Where did you start your teaching career?
1: I finished my first degree in 1991. And then when I came back, the Salesian congregation, they need teacher. And then at the time I was called by the governor They know who are like the graduates of the university and then the governor informed me that I have to go to a municipality, Los Palos, to help in that school.
0: On The Year That Made Me, we're speaking with Dr. Dulce De Jesus Suarez uh, about growing up in Indonesian-occupied East Timor. And Dulce, I think this is the first time in this segment that I've been able to ask someone not so much about the year that made them, but about the year that made their nation. I mentioned it before, 2002 was the year that East Timor finally became an independent nation. Could you tell us about that time and what it meant for you?
1: As you know, the situation at the time was very difficult for us. To yes. But since in Indonesian time, I was civil servant of Indonesia as well. And at the same time, I coordinated a program of UNICEF. Then since I, my name was registered under the UNICEF system at the time, when the UNICEF came to Timor, they called me again to join UNICEF. And in UNICEF, that's the time I learned a lot about child rights and protection because I worked under the child protection section of UNICEF.
0: As you mentioned, you've chosen a year, a decade after independence, the year of 2012, as the year that made you, Dulcie. What happened in that year and why have you chosen it as the year that made you?
1: I think year 2012 is very meaningful to me because at that time I have the opportunity to contribute directly to the development of education in my country and I can say that education is my passion and I was nominated as a vice minister for preschool and pre-secondary education. In Australia it's pre-secondary education but at the time I have to admit that I was not sure at first I should accept the nomination but in spite of the challenges, I was able to play some policies to address issues of education in Timor.
0: So what was the the state of education in Timor when you became a minister? And perhaps you could tell us about some of the things that you implemented or changed during your time in office.
1: Frankly speaking, to say the system was not functioning at best and it was poorly designed and sometimes I can say it's still inappropriate. But some policies that I really like and then part of my career, which is very important for the children of Timor-Leste, like for example, shortage of classroom chairs and tables, Many, many children were sitting on the floor at that time, although it's already in 2012. And then there is no, I mean, like non-existent of school feeding system and non-inclusive education policies. And also the literacy rate of the student in primary school was very low. And then this issue like were criticized heavily by the parliament and the public. And it's a big issue for me because I was the vice minister that has the responsibility on that issue. And talking to the president, and talking to the Prime Minister, I presented all the data to all these high level people, even at the Council of ministers and Finally, it was decided that the only way is to allocate state budget to buy chairs, tables, and also build a classroom for the students. We were able to procure at the time around one hundred thousand chairs and tables for the students. I think that's one thing, one big achievement for me, and also I at the time also I introduced the community construction model to work with the community to build a classroom for the students. And one of my arguments is once the community build their own school, it also builds a sense of ownership and also it gives work to the local people. Two things that I feel like it's a, a big success at the time.
0: And Dulcie earlier you mentioned the challenge of transitioning as a young girl from education in your mother tongue to being taught in Indonesian, how did things change after independence? And what did you do in terms of language when you were the minister responsible for education?
1: Oh, as you know, that in our constitution, Portuguese and Tetun, our mother tongue is our official language. We do have like uh, two other working language like Indonesia and and English. Uh, Talking about mother tongue, I would say that culturally, it's a way to preserve our identity as a nation. And in Timor-Leste, According to the information, some of this uh, mother tongue language is uh, almost extinct, and some of them did extinct. If language dies, its identity also dies. Going back to the language issue, we try through the revision of the curriculum, we try our way to help the Timorese students to learn the language better. For example, in the reform of of our curriculum, we use mother tongue, the children's first language, to introduce them. To the basic literacy. And then from there, if the children they have the basic strong foundation, it's easier for the children to move to their second or third language. Sometimes uh, we call it like a transfer of learning, where our language, Tetun, it's also used the same alphabet as Portuguese. So when the children learn in their mother tongue, it's easier for them to learn Tetun or Portuguese because they already have a strong foundation in alphabet and Sometimes like language, like they borrow from each other. For example, in Tetun, some of uh, expression in Tetun, which is taken from Portuguese, the meaning is the same, but the only difference is the way how it's written in Tetun and then how it's written in Portuguese or in other language. So yes, language is an issue in Timor, but we at the Ministry of Education try our way using those uh, modern methodologies to help our children to learn better. And it has proven that when a child have a strong foundation in first language, they are better in the, uh, in the next language.
0: Dulce de Jesus Suarez, uh, you're now the Education Advisor to President Jose Ramos-Horta. What is his education agenda and how do you feel education has progressed for Timor-Leste since you were last on the government side of things?
1: Uh, year by year, the government committed to continue to improve the education of Timor Leste. We are on track in terms of education, but there are lots of things that need to be done, like developing our curriculum, our teachers, we have to revise our system. There are lots of things that need to be done in almost all levels of education. And going back to my, my current work as an advisor for the president, I'm um, now one of the president's uh, program is to strengthen the literacy and also to support the early childhood development program in Timor-Leste because stunting also is an issue. When a child stunted or a child's health is bad, it will affect the learning process. So what I'm doing now is mainly to help implement the program to strengthen the literacy and continue advocacy with the, with the government to allocate more budget to address issues in education that need to put attention.
0: Well, we wish you all the very best with that work. Dulce de Jesus Suarez, thank you so much for speaking with us on The Year That Made Me. And we always finish this segment by asking our guests to choose a piece of music to finish up with. What piece of music have you chosen for us today?
1: I've chosen one Tetung song. The title is Dame, meaning peace. Because peace is very important for a newly independent country like East Timor. Peace at home peace in the community and peace everywhere, especially working with the the young people, together with them to maintain peace in this country.
0: Dulce de Jesus Suarez, thank you once again.
1: You're welcome, thank you.